So is there a difference between what we might call vanity and real individuality? And if so, what might that difference be? So what does that question even mean? The idea is that um, we uh, seem to have, or, or many of us seem to have a drive to be individuals, to be distinct. And yet we seem able to draw a line somewhere in the sand between uh, an individuality that is more desirable and one that is less desirable. So it, it, what's to take an extreme, it seems clear that if a person strives to be an individual simply by uh, the external appearance uh, without any kind of uh, work, uh, uh, without it being in relation to anything else besides itself, that doesn't seem to be anything that uh, would be elevated and pursued. For example, we see in the news sometimes, right, a person has done 10,000, not 10,000, but hundreds, thousands maybe of uh, body modifications has uh, changed their appearance to look completely non-human. Uh, again, without the comment on, on uh, in relation to what that might be, but just uh, that if, if that's the only thing that's going on in this person's life, if that's the way that a person wants to be an individual, why, right? What's, what's the idea? That's not anything that we would tell our kids to try to emulate. Um, on the other extreme, or not another extreme, but what, what would be the more desirable kind of uh, individuality? Naturally, uh, we're inclined to say would be the the development of one's uh, abilities, innate abilities and talents, and, and uh, one's uh, we call intellectual moral growth as a human being. Uh, and uh, w- that doesn't necessitate any kind of external show whatsoever. It doesn't necessitate having distinct uh, preferences uh, or opinions necessarily, maybe as a side effect, but but not in its own self, uh, or or dressing distinctly, or uh, dyeing one's hair a different color, or having unique uh, body modifications. There's nothing wrong with that, of course, but that's just that it's not that's not what it actually is. Uh, for example, if a person has the uh, an ability to to be a great artist, right? Some people uh, try to draw try to paint and just nothing comes out nothing good that anybody wants to look at now if we want to claim still that it's a great art we can but no, but nobody else chances are well besides maybe our mommy and daddy or and or caretaker uh, but uh, some people they they have a talent it's uh, they're they're born with it uh, apparently from a very early age um and uh, the real kind of development of individuality for these sorts of people would be developing that talent and, and we can see um during the high points of art, say, in, in uh, European history during the Renaissance, it was like a thing, right? That uh, it was, uh, um, people would travel and, and they would see all the, all the different kinds of art and different kinds of styles and be studying under this person, under that person, uh, and, and go to Italy, go to France, this, that. And, and uh, they would be developing their, their ability. And we would say that that's a legitimate thing. It's not somebody that's just uh, kind of um, pulling things out of a hat. Uh, but 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 it's really truly developing him or herself. Uh, but akin to that, that would be an analogy then for the the overall uh, broad kind of desirable human individuality that we want to build, which consists out of excuse me uh, the the broad uh, human perfections. Meaning we see that we're born, we're extremely narrow, we're extremely subjective, we're extremely creaturely, and uh, we certainly remain in that state unless we work out of it, unless we do something in, in relation to it. And that state, of course, is accompanied by and really necessitates a tremendous amount of suffering, which comes from taking our, our finite, limited kind of uh, means to be the be-all, end-all of everything, to be the end. And then, then we're, we're guaranteed to suffer, basically. 
And uh, it's definitely something that, that I want to work through. And that necessitates, right, to, to develop one's objective individuality, to overcome one's particular character flaws and weaknesses, to, uh, to, to develop a, a human mind based on one's unique capacities and, and potential, uh, to, to figure out what contribution we can make to, to the whole, uh, uh, which is not to say that the whole is synonymous with a, a contrived whole, such as a, a community or even a, a nation or even a civilization. That, that can be nice as well. But we would say that there is a concept of, uh, of humanity. There is a concept of human progress. And we don't know anything higher or better uh, or more uh, desirable or worthy than that, period. Right? We would say, oh yeah, the star, the, the supernova, the, the black hole, right? All these things we like to talk about sometimes now. Why, why, why would any of that be c- competitive whatsoever with uh, humanity and its growth? <laughs> if, uh, but um, So that's the idea, right? That there is that concept and we can contribute to that concept that transcends uh, any and all kind of uh, limited um, manifestations of it. Again, this uh, my, the whole is, is the system that somebody made up and temporarily it's in power, this revolution, this, that. We're not talking about that kind of whole. Uh, we're talking about a, a more substantial one, more perennial one. Uh, so I would say that that's le- legitimate individuality. A person figures out how to make contact with truth, with reality, with clear thought, with um, how to elevate him or herself in a real way and to continue to grow and um, but in a unique way right in light of one's unique attributes and aspects excuse me strengths and weaknesses and pre-born inborn predispositions excuse me and uh, and all of that and the the fake individuality then would be where we are not looking to grow, we're not looking to develop anything, we're not looking to perfect ourselves, we're not looking to right our wrongs, repair our, our, ourselves, and advance ourselves, but we're just looking to compensate the, it, it, for insecurities, to to um, to express our vanity, to express our, our weak self-esteem through some or another kind of ploy uh, for attention, some kind of external uh, thing. Right? If enough people now, it's easier than ever in, in the modern day. Right? We if we if enough people like my uh, character that I make on the internet and carefully curate through pictures and little snippets of text, then uh, I'm doing something, then I'm growing my individuality. But of course, it's not at all necessary because it doesn't ne- necessarily reflect back on uh, on us as individuals. It doesn't necessarily include growth. It may, it can be a part of it, but in itself, it doesn't. And we can easily check ourselves into thinking that something is happening just by the external when nothing really is happening because the only thing that's really newsworthy to ourselves is when we're growing, we're changing, we're evolving, we're moving away from our creaturely origins. That's the only really interesting thing. Uh, it can, can be accompanied by, you know, stuff on the internet or whatever, like social media, but it doesn't have to be, and certainly not a guarantee uh, that uh, stuff on the internet is uh, necessitates it. And consequently, a person is able to, in this day and age, and always has been, of course, to, to have a, a ton of fanfare and to be quite famous and, and to have not progressed whatsoever. And then that's additional misery, additional suffering, because we were precluded further from gaining any self-knowledge, from having any kind of peace and quiet to, to be able to, uh, to to get to know ourselves, to contemplate ourselves, what we're supposed to do. It's nothing that we want. Uh, so anyhow, uh, it's, it's worth thinking about. Um, real individuality is great. We, pr- we pursue it. The goal is not to 
be a, a faceless uh, robot we can, or, or a faceless even animal. We can leave that for the rest of the animals. We can leave that for the cows and, and the sheep and the, the piggies and, uh, and the goats and all the other farm animals and all the animals and insects in general. Not to say they don't have distinct... Uh, it's not possible to, to draw some distinctions between them, but we don't know to what end, to what objective that would be done. Let's say we're able to write. We have five pet cows on our farm, and we can distinguish them. Great, we can give them a separate name. They have somewhat different temperaments. They react a little bit differently to food. One goes a little bit quicker. One goes a little bit slower. One's a little more aggressive. One's a little less aggressive, but so what? To what end is any of that besides entertainment, besides being cute? But real human individuality is, uh, again, what's more valuable than it? It's the highest uh, thing that we can imagine. It's a a great thing, and and we definitely ought to pursue it. We would the, 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 the working assumption is that each person has a kernel, a seed of some kind of real individuality that could, in theory, sprout and grow. But unfortunately, a lot of us have not planted that seed in water and, and have covered it up with, with plenty of psychological stuff, with plenty of fake growth and, and pseudo kind of progress. Uh, but that seed is hopefully still somewhere inside. But it just as it gets harder and harder to access the more that our pride gets involved, the more we think that we should have done something or somebody expects us to have been right now. We're very famous. We're very we're known to be super individual and distinct, but inside we haven't even started. But now it's extra hard because we would have to admit at least to ourselves that I haven't really begun my, my true journey of, of uh, individual growth and I have to start maybe from when I was 7 years old, 10 years old, 13, whatever it might be. And, and unfortunately, many of us never do that, but that's what we would have to do. Uh, many of us that uh, we, we speak to, for example, people that uh, already are at retirement age and uh, they're not that uh, they, they don't seem to have achieved what it's possible to achieve as a human being. And they spend their whole life striving and, and clawing after some or another temporal uh, fleeting end, uh, which now is, is gone further. And the question is, was there ever any kind of individuality there to, to, that, that could have been developed, the worthwhile individuality as opposed to, again, the psychological sort, the material sort? And uh, again, the working assumption is, yeah, I mean, hindsight, what is it? Hindsight is twenty twenty. So ultimately, a person goes to the grave and nothing happens. Well, then nothing happened. What was the, what's the point of saying, oh, it could have been, it should have been, it would have been? I mean, it is what it is then. But in as much as a person is still alive, we hold the, there's a little kernel and sometimes we can apprehend it. Sometimes we can see, or at least that, excuse me, kind of sense just a little bit what it could have been with a different upbringing, with different nurture, with a better education, better parents, and more guidance uh, that that a person could have really blossomed and turned into someone. There's that little seed of of something unique there. But uh, from a a lifetime of neglect, from a lifetime of not watering the seed, it's it's remained a seed, and and then it, it might be too late. With the emotions, uh, when, especially when the emotions are, are making it difficult, as discussed. But anyhow, there's some things to think about. Any age that we are, if we can begin to order our unique scene, flesh out our potentials and our abilities, which again, we have to remember, it's not, we tend to think, oh, what's my secret talent, right? And by that, we mean something that can be commercialized, something that can bring us fame and fortune, right? Maybe I can sing, maybe I can draw. But again, that's fine. There's nothing against anything, but more like likely thing in a more kind of a gimmick free thing is what is my unique interpretation of reality what ideas can i internalize and realize and live out in my life even on a small scale and again we only kind of desire what it is we only truly desire vanity can deceive us but we only truly desire 
that which we need. So if we kind of, we look at somebody else, we think they're greater than us. But if we don't have that potential, that capacity, it's none of our business. It's not for us. And, and we're not going to suffer for not having accomplished them, right? For example, if we, we're not, like we said at the beginning, we're not any good at art and somebody else is. Are we going to suffer because we're not Michelangelo or because we're not the, some of these uh, Renaissance masters? No, if we couldn't be, right? There's nothing to do with us. Only vanity, again, blinds us. And, and we kind of our little scratches, chicken scratches, and we think, oh, I, this is better than Michelangelo. Not only if our, if our vanity, our ego, our self-esteem needs blind us, but if, if they don't, we're not going to suffer. It has nothing to do with us, right? Some of us are born mathematicians. We're amazing at math. Others are not. So what are we going to sit there and suffer that we're not great mathematicians, not great musicians, and not the, you know, tall enough to, to play professional basketball? In the case, maybe no, right? If it's not for us, it's not for us. So we have to develop our unique abilities, uh, and uh, and and what we were saying before, we have to develop our unique take on on reality, on whatever scale we're able to do so. Maybe I can take up an idea of of how to be a good parent, and I can realize that idea, but in an objective way. And then I'll be one of a very small handful, needless to say, of truly good parents. It doesn't mean that I then need a reality TV show to document it, or that I need to write a book about it to, so I can sell some copies. No, right? Or I can realize and uh, uh, take up an idea about how to be a good significant other, a good spouse, and do the same thing about how to be uh, a good uh, employee, about how to provide good customer service, right? In a, in a whole company, for example, of uh, customer service employees, if there's even one person there that really, truly, out of his or her heart, provides quality customer service to people, that's exceptional. That's an amazing accomplishment. That's very, very rare. It doesn't mean that we need a documentary crew and they're right away to document that, right? But Excuse me, but it's still absolutely a worthwhile accomplishment and something that that, that we, we ought to pursue. So it, that, that's what we're talking about. Those are objective accomplishments. Somebody is able to to uh, master their craft and, and provide service to the people. Say, be a painter and be a really quality painter. Be a um, a home renovator and, and really change people's lives by changing their homes, by by uh, repairing their or redoing their their kitchens, their their living rooms. By doing that, by landscaping, that, that those are re- that's real stuff. You know, like we said, be a good parent, be a good spouse. That those are real, genuine accomplishments. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about drawing out our potential. It's not simply, oh yeah, again, I uh, I have a good singing voice. This that's if somebody has it, great. But if not, that's that's not all. The, it's not limited to that. And then of course, uh, we're talking about. Um, our own inner perfection, which uh, we don't need even any kind of external. Well, no, when I say that, we need obviously some kind of experience. We need uh, some some context of some sort, but we don't need uh, to, to be uh, an employee here or there. We don't need to be a spouse. We don't need to be a parent. We can work on our, ourselves in a genuine way. And for example, we have a, a, a an attribute, a character trait, such as to get very angry, and we can work through that over. Uh, it, even decades of our life, but if we succeed in changing a single character trait, that's a huge accomplishment that the vast majority of people never ever come close to, despite all the self-helping or whatnot in the world. Because in our natural state, the only kind of going to call self-helping, the only aid that we reach for is self-serving, vain nonsense, which is going to pander to our present weaknesses, and we think we're making some kind of change, right? We're, we're angry, we're we're uh, narcissistic, we're egotistical, we're lazy, and and we can go on and on, and yet we find uh, you know some kind of course, some kind of program on the internet that is going to transform our life by telling us to 
to repeat statements about how we're empowered or who knows what, right? This is not what we're talking about. And this is what the vast majority of people do. So we'd say it's not the uh, real individuality. It's not real progress. Real progress is if we, we uh, humble ourselves, we lower ourselves, and from a true place of humility and loneliness, we try to address some or another uh, attribute or aspect of ours in, in reality, in real life. Right? We're very creaturely, we still haven't uh, assimilated and realized the single human idea, let's say. Uh, about anything at all. We can't control ourselves. We can't control our lower inclinations. We can't look past our, our narrow egotistical self. We take that up, uh, we address it, and then we begin to work on it in, in privacy, in silence, in truth, without any kinds of programs for 1099 on the internet in, in the context of reality. And that's also the realization of genuine individuality. So we get the difference. Big, big difference between the, the pseudo kind, the fake kind, and the real kind. And uh, we, it's really worthwhile to think about and try to realize the real kind. So we think about it. Thank you for listening.